Oh, a podcast, the podcast about playing games and making games. Brought to you by O'Rock Studios. I'm Paul Franzen, the head boy of O'Rock. And uh, I'm Michael Gray, the head writer of O'Rock. Head writer. All right, I'll allow it this time. Yeah, uh, for a writer <laughs> person, I'm not very creative. <laughs> well, look, I, I do put you on the spot. You don't you don't really have like an entire month to uh, to think about what you're gonna go with. So yeah, I get I it. I haven't heard that joke before. <laughs> How you doing, Michael? I'm okay. Um, Just okay. Oh. I wanted to see if I had any cool cool notes for this podcast, and it turns out I don't. So okay. Cool. That's good. That's bad. That's terrible. Actually, I have some writing tips. Uh, two writing tips, which I had uh, forgotten to mention last month. Cool. Was, Let's go right um, into it. Let's hear it. So writing tip number one, which I, I like to do, is uh, you know just think about a script or a story when I'm doing some sort of boring, menial chore like folding laundry or sweeping mm. or taking the dog for a walk. Because I can just let my mind wander. And it's like, oh, I come up with all this great dialogue, at least in my head. It sounds great. And then when I get back, it turns out I only wrote three lines. <laughs> but that's yeah, and... that's a good technique, though. No, I've, I've done that with uh, puzzle design, too. Uh, I can't even count the number of uh, puzzles in the Beard and the Mirror that I designed while I was in the shower. <laughs> Same idea. I just kind of like... Let my mind wander to, okay, this is the part of the game I need to get the player through. What do I need to do? What 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 resources does the player have available? What can I make available? And, and just kind of wander. Um, they actually make waterproof notepads you can put in the shower, too. That's, I have them. <laughs> Specifically? So Specifically, the they're, they're called Aqua Notes. Their slogan is, uh, no, no more ideas down the drain. <laughs> it's basically for this i think I, I i might actually still have uh an aqua note in the shower right now when i was trying to brainstorm subtitles for cat president too <laughs> okay for which i didn't come up with any good ideas but cat president too i promise i had clothes on when i wrote this <laughs> I, can't, I cannot i can make no promises about how clothed i was while writing Oh no! This, any this of our podcast games. is not going the way I wanted. <laughs> Writing. What was, what was your second tip? Uh so this is a. It works for writing, and it also works for reviewing. Is changing the font. So uh, if you're writing, if you change your font to Comic Sans, it's a lot easier uh, to write. Is this why every time you send me a script, it's in Comic Sans, and I have to change it? I mostly do that to annoy you, yeah. <laughs> it does work. So wait, well, how does how does Comic Sans help the writing process? Your brain stops thinking so much and taking it less seriously because it's Comic Sans, so you, you worry less about, you know, specific word choice or word order and just kind of go with it. At least I think that's the, the reasoning behind it. But also, um, I'm, I'm going to do that when I'm reviewing... Um, the kidnap prom queen because it just got back from the testers i think i've got two more testers that need to get back to me and um the final tester found like eight typos including one <laughs> including one in the first chapter which is in every single pathway <laughs> and nobody's oh, noticed no. it so far oh. so that makes me worried there are like 
a million more typos out there to be found. <laughs> yeah. Um, this won't make you feel better, but you know how we spent like, what, like six or seven months working on Cat President 2 script? I'm still finding typos in that as I'm coding it. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You know, it happens. It is what it is. You're, you're dealing with it. You're, you got your testers on the case. I'm sure they're going to find every single one. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is uh, the trick is to uh, when when you're just reviewing to change the font that way the words look different and you're forced to read oh, them yeah. differently I mean just something simple as that switching fonts um, just causes you to pay a bit more attention rather than letting the words gloss over you because these are words you've seen a uh, hundred times already yeah, I've, I've um, heard a similar tip about reading your, your writing out loud can, can do something similar, kind of help you to see the, the, the words in a different light, uh, especially if it's something that's actually going to be voice acted, um, that you can really tell like, oh, this feels actually this feels really awkward now that I'm reading it. I should I should uh, try to change it a little bit. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never I think I just always use the same font for everything. Um probably just Times New Roman or, or whatever the default is in Word. I've never really uh, played around with it that much. I switched the, the default on my computer to, to Garamond uh, mm. simply because the report came out saying it's like, oh, that's the font that uses the least amount of ink. I'm like, oh, I like oh. saving money, so I'll do that. <laughs> wow, I'm learning all kinds of stuff already. We just started. Yeah, I think um, with mine... Depends on whether I'm writing in Word or in, in Notepad, but in Notepad I just do Courier New. Why are you writing in Notepad? Because uh, I I uh, I I don't know. Oh. It doesn't even <laughs> highlight the mistakes in Notepad. Yeah, that's why it's very difficult for me to find <laughs> the typos. It <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. No, uh, it's <laughs> in Notepad. I can easily see what the document size is, if that makes sense. It's because I do okay. those book reviews all the time. So something that's like five five to seven kilobytes takes five to seven minutes to read out loud. Oh. That's mainly it. Oh, wow. Oh, that's cool. But uh, specifically with the hosted games, you're supposed to use like text documents. Right, yeah, because they don't want you to accidentally introduce weird formatting into the game. It'll mess up their code. Yeah, so for right. for that reason as well, I was writing in a interesting text. I mean, that's why I'm writing in a, a notepad. But yeah, cat president. Everything else was written in a in Word. Yeah. Oh, so so do you use um, Notepad when you're like coding and writing for for choice of games? Like, is that how you create your games for them? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I've I've been using um, this is a program that they recommended to me when I started uh, copy editing for them uh, called sublime text which uh also doesn't have any like you can't bold or italicize or anything like that but it does help you um uh with with creating tabs in the in the uh, code when you need it or it um puts different uh types of code in different colors like i'm actually i've been using it with renpy recently too that's why it's on my mind and so for example it'll make like the transitions teal colored and it'll make the the show uh, code uh, white instead, and it kind of helps you get a better big picture uh, understanding of what you're doing. Hmm. And and it and it has spell check too, which I'm very appreciative of. I remember trying out um, 
I forget the name of it, but it's a document editor specifically for, for choice script. Mm-hmm. But um, I just, it, it did not work for me. <laughs> yeah. Is it had a sense. button for, which was for launch the game and just play the game and it would crash if there was any problem whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the best text editor is going to be the one that works best for you, right? So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Very I do like those ones that like, do the tabs and follow up the tabs because I can't do that. Yeah, well, that doesn't—that's a lot harder to do in Notepad, right? Or it makes the tabs kind of big or something. Oh, I just it use weird. I just use a space button. I mean, that's why I kind of use Courier New is because each space is the exact same width of every single letter. Okay. So that's that's what I try to do as my workaround, I suppose. I did not know I was going to learn uh, so much about fonts today. Huh. So um, I know you and I have been emailing back and forth a little bit about um, some things we're running into with Internet Court. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Um, I guess, yeah. Or do you not? We don't have to. That's fine, too. <laughs> what have we been running into? Um, I meant to look at it, but didn't get a chance. So <laughs> earlier this week, I managed to get um, one of the people to film for Internet Court, which yes. was surprisingly difficult. But... It's consistent. The person is now standing in front of the correct background, yes. so I'm the wall looks exactly the same. I'm very... It's interesting. You So I, I, I think it looks like you recorded it in two different sessions, um, one where you were still the director and one where uh, your, your stepdaughter was the director. Is that correct? Yeah, because yeah. somebody had to watch <laughs> the toddler, so... <laughs> It makes sense. It looked like uh, it looked like people were having a lot of fun with it. it looked like it was a fun little family project. <laughs> yeah. So it seemed to it seemed it seemed to work well. So um, in yeah. order to get this actress, um, I let her play through Internet Court um, cases one and two. So now I've actually seen um, both Yay. two cases Internet two. She loved it. She thought oh, it was that's great. Good to hear. Um, oh, thank goodness. She did take issue with the one part um, okay, where they were talking about typos and fanfic, and then you, you force the player to make a choice, and I, both of the choices are intentionally misspelled. Oh. And she's like, I can't do this. I can't select either one. This is terrible. <laughs> that, was, that was 100% me, too. That You can blame me for that. Hopefully you did, because I'm pretty sure I'm the one who just did that while I was coding it. Yeah. But also, um, I'll have to go back and look for it. But I think there is a place where my character specifically mispronounced um, Dinah, Dinah, Diana's yeah. name. So I want to go back and find that. Yeah, I think I think I think it was pronounced uh, a couple different ways by by different characters. Which yeah, that's something I thought I should have thought of. I think like uh, real companies when they're when they're doing acting or voice acting or whatever, they they probably like spell out phonetically any terms or names or anything like that that's going to be an issue and i didn't even think to do that yeah well i think the same thing happened with uh case number one with the pronouncing latin uh, because mom didn't pronounce (laughs) it the way i would have but that's okay yeah i don't i don't think anyone's gonna call us out on that well well now they will because we mentioned it on the podcast but yeah people who don't listen to this yeah, she said Inducare rather than Inducare, I think. Uh, I don't know. Let's see yeah. where the emphasis on that word is. 
Sometimes Latin comes with little lines on top. Inducare. Yep, okay, it's over the U and the A. Those are the, the long syllables in that particular word. That's right, and she, she pronounces it like inducare, I believe. Care, yeah, care. Yeah, I can, I can hear it in my head now. Because I saw that I saw I've seen all of the clips in this game six hundred times each. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully there aren't any native Latin speakers playing the game. Yeah, I know that's that's why it. I decided not to call her out on it. It's like she's <laughs> she's recording this to me as a favor. I really shouldn't. Yeah. If I was in the room at the time, I should have said something. Oh, it's fine. And on it, like your mom did a great job. Like I think one of my favorite parts of this game is is our moms in case number one. <laughs> I think they both are really funny. I'm really, I'm really excited by it. They're really happy to be in the game. It's great. Yeah, they really, they really are. My mom, every time I see her, she's always asking me, "So when is Internet Court done yet?" I'm like, "No, it's taking a long time. I'm sorry." What was funny is uh, um, the actress who just filmed. Uh, she went outside <laughs> to work on her lines, the the longer lines, the ones she thought were more difficult. Yeah, yeah. So I don't I don't know if the neighbors were overhearing her, but she she did practice the line. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. I just thought it was, it was just kind of silly. To like I can't handle this. I've got to go outside and read this line alone now. <laughs> were you making fun of her? Were you being ditchy? This was when the other person was uh, oh. recording, oh, uh, yeah. not me. <laughs> I did I did hear a lot of giggles in uh, that recording session. <laughs> Mary was just giggling oh, when she was supposed to be directing. Oh, it's great. It's great. No, she did a great job. And it's it's so funny because um, it's so funny. Uh, there were a few shots where, where your stepdaughter appears in front of the camera and she looks she looks a lot older than in the act the footage that she recorded for Internet Court previously. I know. <laughs> really emphasizes for me how long I've this project has been taking. And uh yeah. We're getting there, though. Yeah, I can't re-record the part with the surge. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said your um your T-shirt like got messed up when you washed it once or something. Yeah, didn't you? I've still got it hanging in yeah. my closet, but it, it yeah. yeah, that I would probably I'd either go with that or check it. Um, but yeah, so the um the other email that I had sent you was uh, about a problem I'm running into with. One of the grammar puzzles in case number three. That's what I was going um, to look up. Okay, yeah. We can we can talk about it now. So the the I'll I'll describe it briefly for the listeners at home who obviously haven't played this game yet. Um, there's a puzzle where you're uh, looking at a document that's uh, just riddled with various issues. Uh, so first you have to point out three punctuation errors. Then you have to point out three spelling errors, and then to end end this segment of the game, you have to point out three grammar issues. Um, and the way we originally wrote it and designed it and recorded it was so that um, there were like three specific grammar issues that you had to find. Um, but the problem that I'm having with this puzzle now is that there are so many other grammar issues in this puzzle that I feel like it's going to be kind of frustrating or annoying to the player because they're going to be selecting legitimate grammar issues and they're going to get a message saying, no, no, that's not, that's not wrong. That's fine. Don't worry about that. Hmm. Well, my notes are saying, and this was the idea that first came up to me, is that sure. um, put up a little, little small mini screen that says what you're actually looking for. Yes. 
which I which I've seen sometimes in, in video games where they put up little checklists or, or such. Yeah, I mean, and you see that just like in like what like hidden object games too. It'll tell you what specific things you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that that works, but it still it still feels weird to me because. It still feels like we're we're penalizing the player for not finding the right grammar problems. I'll see if I, I can know, I, find I the like... right grammar problems. Yeah. I think the yeah. oh, you're right. Those are tons of grammar problems. Yeah, yeah. It's like w slash e for whatever. Somebody might say, "Hey, that's yeah. a grammar issue." No, or even just like uh, we say a a amateur twice instead of an amateur, and that's clearly wrong. Yeah. So stuff like that. I think the joke that I did um, <clears throat> is there are hundreds of grammar issues in this this letter, but um, the semicolon is used correctly. <laughs> I do enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a uh, proofreader joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I had I have laid I had laid out uh, a couple possible ways we could deal with this if we if we do want to change it. Um, one is that uh, I can kind of chop up the script and the footage a bit so that you can just find any of the grammar issues. Um, but then the problem with that is that it almost now it's too easy because you can click anywhere and anything's a grammar issue. And you, you could click on stuff that we already talked about, like the punctuation issues. I would I would classify those as grammar issues as well, you know? What um, if... Um... What if there's like a double prompt where, you know, I think the way this puzzle works is you move your mouse over some part of the dialogue and it highlights. Yeah, that's that's how I have it right, working right now, yeah. So what if you, you click on click on a part of dialogue and then a second uh, window pops up saying, is this, it's a, you know, what type of grammar issue oh. is this? Is it one, two, three, or is it go back? Yeah, I just... Yeah, no, your just, point makes know, sense. It, it, yeah. It feels almost arbitrary that we're like, you have to find these specific grammar issues. Like, I don't know why the lawyer is telling us that we have to find these specific errors. Um, because the point he's trying to make is that this uh, this document has a lot of problems. So it seems like it would make just as much sense to point out any of the other grammar errors and not these three specific ones. Yeah. I don't know. This this These are all things I, I obviously should have thought of and brought up while we were still working on the script. So, you know, live and learn. I need to focus more on this kind of thing. Um, but I wasn't. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the other solution I had was to just uh, cut this part out entirely. The player has already done two uh, puzzles related to the grammar issues in this document. Um, I don't know that uh, the lawyer really needs to continue hammering the point at this at this juncture, and maybe we can just move on to the next scene without doing the the third grammar puzzle. Hmm. Yeah. It's tough. It's a tough one. So we, we can keep thinking about it. We don't need to settle on a... Oh, also, thing, I didn't... A, I said the... Yeah. You said I used the word contraction incorrectly in every oh, single gosh. take. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so if we decide to cut this puzzle out, we also don't have to deal with that anymore. Yay! Like you, yeah. So the issue with this part is that, um, yeah, Michael uh, said the word uh, contradiction instead of contraction in every single take, <laughs> uh, and it needed to be contraction. That's fine. Um, 
So I, I got it. I asked you to send uh, some video footage of you saying the the correct line several times, and I did try to dub that in, but it still it doesn't. I don't know. It's hard for me to tell if it doesn't work or if it just doesn't work for me because I'm listening for it. Yeah, you know, like I know I know it's dubbed, so therefore I'm going to notice it. I, I should ask someone who uh, is not involved to to listen to it. Um, but if we if we just cut if we decide to cut this puzzle out, then we don't have to worry about it. I did. Um, when the actress was uh, playing through case one, uh, she did not notice the dubbed line. So oh, good. That's okay. good. All right. Yeah. All right. So I mean, maybe maybe the dubbing is working, and I'm I'm just being finicky about it. Well, I think what we can do here is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of more leaning towards getting rid of the puzzle and saving it as a okay. bonus thing, maybe, but... That's that's sort of where I'm at as well. Um, I, I, I I think it's okay if we if we just move past it at this point in the game. I, I don't think the pacing or anything is going to suffer as a result. Um, we, we will lose some funny lines, but maybe I can put them into the outtakes reel or something. Oh, yeah. And the whole... The... Is this something you run into a, a lot with, um, is, is people doing, like, apostrophe S to indicate it's more than one person? Yes. I, I think it's, actually, I have no idea where, where, where that comes from. I think it comes from, like, grades. A's is supposed to be A apostrophe S in one version mm. of the language. Yeah. I definitely see, like, like CDs, you just say capital C, capital D, and lowercase s with no apostrophe in there anymore. But I think that's that's the sort of thing that's just evolved over time. I, I was just talking, just even in general, and I see people like, well, who let the dogs out? Dogs uh, apostrophe s. No. Why? Why? No. Because there's more than one dog. I, I, mm. uh. Okay. See, I guess that's why people need these kind of puzzles, though. That that's uh, that that's what kind of stinks because we're losing the explanations that that your character gives about why these things are incorrect and why they need to be corrected. And that that's that I, I do see that as somewhat valuable content. But so I feel um, I I know there are like some grammar things that have changed over the course of our life. Uh, no, doing two spaces after a period now. Apparently, everybody believes that. Yeah, I know you've been fighting that one, haven't you? Oh, man, yeah. I I don't know, I haven't been doing that anymore. I finally got a I finally got on board that, but it's like there's so <laughs> many grammar issues. Was that the one we needed to change, really? It wasn't hurting anybody. Oh. It didn't change the meaning of a sentence if you messed it up, right? It feels like the you know, the ones that change the meaning of a sentence Really should be the one, the grammar issue, the grammar rules we should have changed first. I just remember uh, always changing it in your Game Cola articles, and I think you didn't like that very much. I don't, I didn't <laughs> notice, actually. Oh, okay. Oh, then it's fine, then. Then I didn't do that. Don't worry about it. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> I feel, uh, well, I remember when they changed the spelling of donut to donut, I'm like, oh. Uh, well, you know... Speaking of game cola, you know what I've seen up here on that site recently that I'm I I can I will absolutely never get on board with. They've I've seen it. Uh, no one spelled as one word. Wait, what? Not even not even like a hyphen. N o o n e. Like it's like it's noon. Like it's like none it like. with it's, the thing. Oh no. Yeah, it's it's 
desperately upsetting, and I hope uh, that the powers that be at GameCola.net uh, video game... Nope. Gaming... Nope. Forgot their subtitle. Uh, I hope the powers that be are listening, and please take heed. It's not how it's spelled. It's never... That's never going to be how it's spelled. No space one. Watch, we re-listen to this podcast in 10 years, and the spelling has changed. Yeah, I'm just checking... I'm checking Wiktionary right now. It's like, no one... It's considered incorrect because of the double vowels creating a temptation to read and pronounce it as noon. Yeah, exactly. It's weird. It just... It looks bad. You know how, like, like certain... Like, things have a bad mouth feel? It's like, that has bad eye feel to me. Well, yeah, it says here, American users prefer no one, two words, um, to um, noon... By more than 500 to 1. <laughs> there we go. Now we got some data to back this up. UK users prefer no one with a hyphen in between. I guess. I'm like, I can I can accept that. I don't like it, but I can accept that. Oh, I'm checking, all these, checking these other websites. It's like, no one, two words is correct. Hyphen is an uncommon variant. Sticks with the two-word version. And then noon is wrong. <laughs> Game caller, if you're listening, I'm sorry. But noon can help you now. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, apparently the hyphen forum is just common outside of North America. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that's definitely an issue that I deal with in uh, my copy editing work. Uh, is that I do sometimes uh, work on projects that are European, British, whatever, in origin. And I I have to be mindful that I'm not messing with their style. Like, they, I, I, can't, I can't delete all the U's that are added to all the words, even if I really want to. You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to rearrange your brain a bit to accept this, like, totally different uh, style. Yeah, well, I know you tweeted something funny about uh, copy editing recently. <laughs> well, well, it's like 90% of my job is, no, I don't care what your fifth grade uh, teacher said. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. <laughs> but mine said two spaces after a period. <laughs> that's all right, That's exactly what we're talking about, though. How, how the la- how language, grammar, the rules evolve over time, and you, you kind of have to keep up with it. Uh, for for better or worse, uh, I'm still mad that uh, you don't hyphenate email anymore, or that a uh, website is just one word all lowercase. That's that's not how I learned it, but you know that's the common use now. It's interesting because I think with the two spaces after a period thing, that was that was a rule from pre-computer days, wasn't it? Because uh, formatting books was a lot harder back then. I've I've heard a lot of explanations for where that came from. Um, something to do with typewriters, I think, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, or just, like, the text is easier to read because of the spacing in uh, old old fonts, old formats. You kind of need to have the extra space between sentences, stuff like that. Um, that's actually where a lot of my um, uh, innate rules for grammar have come from, too, and spelling and style is... I learned uh, Associated Press style when I was in college. I did a lot of newspaper-style editing. And a lot of the rules that they follow are specifically to uh, reduce the amount of ink that you have to use when printing the paper. Um, There are things like 
you always try to eliminate that the word that whenever possible. Um, partly because uh, it frequently helps the sentences flow better and it's unnecessary, but also literally just to save ink. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, justified margins are now a super easy thing to do on a computer. Yeah. So you wouldn't need to do the double space to uh, leave more of a spacer. Yeah, it feels like... I just find it strange that some of the the rules which came into place because of typewriters got were, have been gotten rid of today, and then some we just still stick with. So it's like, ah. I think I complained about that with the M dash versus the... Uh, the N dash or the hyphen, I don't know. Oh, and that was the um, other one too, uh, is that the um, Associated Press style, I think this is where I picked it up. They forbid you from t- putting two spaces after a sentence um, purely because it saves space in the article and you can put more content in your newspaper as a result. Probably not a lot more, but you know you might get an extra line or two because of uh, all the spaces you're omitting. Aww. I mean, that's 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 why I've been doing it that way, just... Because I've learned it, and um, culture has not taught me that I need to stop it. Why can't we just get those two two different guidelines to get along? Just sit <laughs> together and agree with something. It's like nobody's writing newspapers anymore, so we don't need to have rules yeah. specifically designed around newspaper content. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're absolutely not wrong about that. Oh, here's a a fun fact with texting, though. I don't know if this works on all phones, but uh, if you do two spaces in a row, it doesn't matter if it's after a period or not. If you do two spaces, it automatically autocorrects it into a period and a space. Really? And capitalizes the next uh, letter. It assumes you're starting a new sentence, so you just double tap, double space. Well, now I have to try this. This could save me seconds a day. I know, right? Look at that! Oh, that's awesome! What a fun trick! So the phones, we know what side the phones are in the great space to be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's the latest with Internet Court, as you can tell, that's the thing we've been talking about all this time. Uh, (laughs) I'm, uh, what, I'm like halfway through case number three, a third of the way through case number three, something like that. Um... As as always, uh, mired when whenever I get to a puzzle, but powering through it. Especially now that uh, it sounds like we're just going to cut out the end of the puzzle, <laughs> I can really move on. Actually, I'm really excited because coming up is the emoji scene, Michael. The next puzzle, and yeah, and that I'm, should be easier, way easier. I'm not going to have to do subtitles for big parts of that section, yes. <laughs> which I'm very excited about. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I guess I can do a brief update on Cat President too while while we're talking about it. Um, uh, I'm now, but um, just just about finished the third chapter of uh, Pathway Number Two. Um, I sl- had to slow down a bit because uh, I finally got in uh, a lot of the uh, model photos that I've been missing for a while. Uh, I think I was complaining about that last month, but I, I got a ton of them in this month, uh, which meant that. I was spending a lot of my time in Photoshop <laughs> over the last several weeks. Um, it turns out that uh, Photoshopping these characters to get them to fit in the game is something that pairs really well with watching Friends on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm proud to say I'm, I've just got to the beginning of Season 10. I think I was on Season 8 when I started Photoshopping. <laughs> That's great. So, uh... So do we still have more jobs to to find out? Do I have to get my uh, parent oh. friends to actually be parents? <laughs> um, 
There aren't any roles um, that I need immediately filled. I think I have everything filled for this pathway and, and possibly the next few, depending on when the mom and dad characters show up. No, wait, that's this pathway. Never mind. <laughs> Did we just put all of the human characters in like the first two pathways? I What's going don't on? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, but I, I, I'm asking that could work because. Um... I, I know the mom and dad friend of mine that would love to do it, except the the female is pregnant right now. So I figure that would be kind of weird to have. A, she's pregnant at the same time she has a daughter who's just graduated from uh, college. Is it oh, that's, in the game? Yeah, I think I, I've 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 sort of thought that she's like twenty one, twenty two, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like but it's yeah, slightly so... older than the uh, the main character of the previous game. Yeah, I think she, I think she was like just out of high school, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, because she never made it to college. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's interesting. It, it'll be four years later, and the and the main character will be four years older than the main character from the first game. Actually, that means they'll be the same age. Yeah. Oh well. Technically, I mean, we did it on yeah, purpose that way. We'll we'll say that was yes, on purpose, totally intentional. As are most things that we put into our games. Totally intentional. Well, here's something interesting is... Um, yeah. I thought it was, it's, it's kind of a joke uh, in the first day, game that our, our character is uh, a campaign manager without any experience. So I found out in this past month that at least two of the people who are currently running for president have their sister working as one of the lead campaign <laughs> managers. We... We can't make up anything that's ridiculous enough to match real-world politics. What is going on? <laughs> like, maybe, I, I mean, obviously it depends on your sister, but you can't fire her if she does a really terrible job. <laughs> <laughs> 2024, there's going to actually be a cat running for president. Mark my words. It's going to put us out of business. <laughs> It'll be great, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. So here's a random uh, thing. I went I went to the the zoo the yeah. other day. I got footage of a, a a lion playing with a big lion toy. <laughs> okay. So I don't I I don't know why they they have like a series of like basketballs uh, hanging from a string for the lions to bat around. <laughs> I got footage of the okay. lion doing that. I'm like, could I use this in Cat President somehow? <laughs> I, now I have like three seconds of a lion just batting basketballs around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we don't have much in the way of lion content in the game where it would easily slot in. Wasn't there like one random line I had where a character says, "Oh, I'm like half tiger. My great great grandfather was a tiger." <laughs> I believe you're referring to uh, Killer McGill's, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Okay, so you say we we just have him say that, and then we just show like a you know, little video of. <laughs> playing basketball i don't know i'll have to send this I'm, i can kind of see i can kind of see like he goes yeah I'm, I'm you know i'm a quarter lion check it out and then like we put the like a phone on the screen in this little video of the lion you could do that okay there we go it's been sent that's fun yeah um so did you have any any updates about any of your uh your projects you wanted to talk about nope um I believe I said that all the uh, testers basically came back from uh, yeah. with... I gave my testers a month to go through the last pathway of Kidnap Prom Queen, and it was interesting, like, 
two or three of them independently of each other all came in like the month, the six or seven days before. So I, I hmm. thought it was interesting that they all sort of finished at the exact same time. But um, yeah, and then two of the testers, I, I, I messaged them, hey, it's been a month. Have you had a chance to go through it? And they both said, oh my gosh, I totally forgot. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, so how many how many testers were you able to get for the for this project? So I took really terrible notes when it came to who's testing what <laughs> pathway. Okay, and that's, so you have no idea how many testers. That's partially because I did the pathways backwards for some reason. So I did route three, <laughs> then route two, and then route one. But sure. I think in my tester notes, I wrote it down route one, route two, and route three. The, the opposite. So each pathway has at least had three people go through it. Um, six, seven. I've had seven different testers, and it looks like each pathway had um, four different yeah. testers go through it. So seven testers overall, but uh, each each pathway. Yeah, but these are like that's pretty. I good. don't know. Like I said, forty thousand to fifty thousand word pathways. <laughs> so I don't know if that means I need more testers or or what. Mm-hmm. As I said, the the most recent tester that got back to me found some typos. Yeah. So I'm just going to do a big typo hunt uh, before submitting this project. So do you have like a specific group of testers that you go back to, or do you have, or do you just put like an open call on like Argofump Facebook or something like that? Yeah, I did an open call on Twitter, but mm-hmm. um, I I checked the. Check some of the good testers that I I did for um, the Pride and Prejudice game. Yeah. And some of them were like, no, I'm too busy. And then others were like, yeah, I'll totally do it. But uh, there are multiple people that just didn't respond when I said, hey, it's it's been like a month. Did you get a chance to play through it? So... I'm not going to like call out these people on the podcast. No, I... <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, I want names. Um, all right. Um, how would you like to go into listener questions? Oh yeah, we had a big fancy one. I guess you're the any you're you're the YouTube expert, so I, I'm I'm hoping you're going to be all over this one. Uh, this question comes to us from Hugh Miller, our friend Hugh, who uh, we all know from uh, the Pizza Delivery Boy who saved the world, and from his upcoming appearance in Internet Court. Uh, thanks, Hugh. You're awesome. Hugh wants to know what are your thoughts on the FTC and COPA situation on YouTube. Uh, and also, a question from Paul. Can you briefly summarize what that is? So, YouTube just sent a bunch of scary emails out to everybody because there was some sort of law, which I believe that's the COPA thing, which was passed in New York about um, children's videos. And so they want everybody on YouTube to mark pretty much every single video say, is this video made for kids? And that's what the question is. I got an email. Okay. Did you get one? I think I did, because, I mean, I have the YouTube channel for our trailers and stuff like that. Yep, so you you probably got it. So you, yeah. you can read the message, but it seems to be vague and not make sense uh, what the standard is, because there's a difference between something's made for children and something's intended for children, and something that kids can watch. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense, right? Your your YouTube videos of Nancy Drew walkthroughs, 
theoretically are, are perfectly suitable for, for children. You know, you don't use bad words, anything like that. You're playing family-friendly yeah. games, but you're not Some of the games are rated E. Yeah, You're not, like, the making the videos. Not. You're not making them for eight-year-olds. Like, that's not your target audience. A video is child-directed or made for kids if it's directed to children as the primary audience, like nursery rhyme videos for preschoolers. It is directed to children, but children are a secondary audience, e.g. cartoon video that primarily targets teenagers, but it's also intended for younger kids. So the issue is something like you have to either mark your video as for children or not for children, and that affects the advertisers you're able to have on your channel. It's something weird like that, right? Poor kids' videos are not allowed to collect personal information, names, addresses, da-da-da-da-da. Oh. If you do it incorrectly, it may include a fine up to 400 and... No, $42,000. Whoa, what? So that's the part that people are freaking over. So if you incorrectly mark your Nancy Drew videos as... I don't even like I I assume you would mark yours as not for children because they aren't but if someone at YouTube is like hey these videos are for children they're gonna find you forty two thousand dollars no I think it sounds like if if it's marked for kids and it's not uh, then they'll find you oh. oh okay yeah I saw people complaining about this online um it's like this is totally unnecessary and stupid parents need to uh take care of this themselves. It's like, it's the fault of the parents that the children are watching inappropriate mm-hmm. videos. And, and, you know, the person's complaining, this is parents trying to force YouTube to parent in their place. I'm like, as somebody, you know, who's been around children, I'm like, mm, I, I, I can't agree with that. I think children like to watch inappropriate stuff on, on YouTube or they, you know, they get inappropriate recommendations. Mm-hmm. I've definitely heard that there's this rabbit hole that you can go through with uh, uh, Minecraft videos specifically. So it it sounds like the the guidelines that YouTube or the FTC or whoever's doing this, it sounds like they're super vague or at least not real well written. Uh, and it's going to be sort of difficult to comply with them because you don't really know exactly what it is you're supposed to be doing in the first place. Like, they're not really defining very well what is children's entertainment. Yeah, I, we hear this a lot with the, with, with the government trying to make rules. It's, it feels like they're several decades behind the, uh, the sure. curve. Well, look at, look at the makeup of our government. Their median age is like 104. Yep, that is correct. <laughs> anyway, Anna, any, any more thoughts on, uh, on COPA? I, there's a there's a decent chance that the situation with Copa will also be significantly different by the time this podcast is released. Uh, we're I guess I should say we're recording this on uh, November the nineteenth, um, so things may have changed by the time you're listening to it. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully, channels will not get shut down. I I just hope you don't get fined forty two thousand dollars. That's sort of my goal for this. Yeah, I, I would... that's. Yeah, that would be terrible. I would prefer to not see that happen. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I think that about does it for this month's episode. 
You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Paul M. Franzen, and Michael is at Arklefumpf, spelled exactly as it sounds. You can check out all of our games on Steam or itch.io, or just visit orock.com for the complete library. Our theme song is Dead Monster by March of the Danger Men. You can check them out on SoundCloud. And finally, if you have any questions about game development or our games specifically, we'd love to hear them. Email them to podcast at ourrock.com. Is there anything you'd like to add, Michael? Oh, man. So the other day I was trying to check a website on my phone and it had this mandatory pop-up show up which blocked the entire screen and I could not get out of it. It was thumbs down. I'm so sorry. Was that game Cola.net? Do we have to take them down? No, 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 no. <laughs> I just want to take them down. Just because they misspelled no <laughs> I'm one. I'm still mad about that. Yes, it's that's not a thing. That's terrible. It, hurts. <laughs> it just hurts. All right. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. My microphone doesn't have a single rainbow on it, so it's probably garbage.